0: Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and I am talking with the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, former congressman of the 2nd Congressional District of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. Steve, it's a new year. How are things going for you?
1: Well, they're going well. We got the old year sworn out, and a lot of people were swearing at that old year. (laughs) Uh, But I'm always happy for the new year to break, and we just have an upbeat feeling that with all the troubles in the country... This is the most resilient nation, the most resilient population in the entire world. And when we pull together, there's nothing that we can't do. And I think 2022 is going to see us all pulling together to... Heal the deep wounds that are right now threatening us so harshly.
0: And one of those, speaking of deep wounds, is January 6th, what happened a year ago on January 6th at the Capitol. Tell us your thoughts.
1: Well, I tell you, the CNN article that came out in the middle of December was really on point. And a guy named Marshall Cohen and his associate, We're really writing that the commission has one purpose, really, and that is to resurrect the old wounds from January the 6th of a year ago. Now, keep in mind that I don't think that anyone should have an excuse for what they did at the Capitol. But I also don't think that that's an armed insurrection that was taking place. And they point out in the article that now then one year later, out of the tens of thousands, and I don't even know the full count of people who were there in that march and on that day, Tens of thousands of people that only 700 have actually been investigated by the Justice Department. And of those 700, only 50 have received sentences. And most of the sentences were like suspended. And then a lot of the rest were 14 to 45 days in jail. District Judge Tanya Coulson is one of the more muscular judges in this. And all of her sentencing has fallen in that range of 14 to 45 days. And by the way, that's more than the Justice Department was recommending. So the Justice Department hasn't charged anyone with insurrection. It's small stuff like this one guy, Andrew Epicon, he got sentenced 16 days for stealing a beer out of Nancy Pelosi's refrigerator. That was, I think, a Trump appointed judge that sentenced him to that. And uh, if you're sentencing people for stealing beer out of a refrigerator when it's supposedly an insurrection, you probably ought to be asking, was it really an insurrection? But Dick Morris makes the point very clearly that we should be asking the Republicans to be on offense here in this commission that has been stood up. And keep in mind that commission doesn't have one person appointed by the minority. There are a couple of Republicans, but they weren't the choice of the minority leader. That was Nancy Pelosi's choice, and she picked two never-Trumpers. She picked Adam Kinzinger, and then Representative Cheney from Wyoming, and Liz and her entire family. They were Bush people, and they hated when Trump beat Jeb Bush.
0: Yes, but by doing that, Steve, the press can say the bipartisan... January 6th committee.
1: Yeah, but in the House of Representatives, the minority is supposed to have a voice. That's what makes it a representative democracy, a republic. And in fact, the minority got no voice in this. And so this commission is really just resurrecting the old wound and trying to keep it out there in the public because they feel like that's one of their only chances to win in November of this year. So they're going to keep that narrative alive. But the Republicans should be asking questions about the only person who was killed was Ashley Babbitt. She's a retired Air Force veteran. And who killed her? And why did they kill her? She wasn't doing anything. Yes, she had gotten into the Capitol illegally. But when I was there, I saw people cross the security lines and get into the Capitol and they didn't go and shoot them. If she had been threatening, then you could understand it. But in one report from the January the 6th commission, the first person that evidently testified or one of the first people gave this frightening report that he was attacked by protesters and they had a ballpoint pen slashing it out. So we're going to keep the narrative alive that this was an insurrection trying to take over the captive and the government with ballpoint pens. Now, we all know that the pen is mightier than the sword, but that probably wasn't exactly the the way they intended it. So again, the judges are not finding these serious claims of insurrection. Very, very few people had weapons. There were a few concealed carriers. There were a few people open carrying. But for the most part, it was just people like the kid that broke in and took the beer out of Nancy Pelosi's refrigerator. They were being swept along by the emotion, and we should be very cautious using the word insurrection as it relates to this particular thing. You know, I served for 14 years in Congress, and every day that I went to the Capitol, they had officers, some military, some non-military, and they were armed with either semi-automatic or automatic weapons. And you're not telling me that an insurrection was taking place. Where were these Capitol guards who were there every other day? Nancy Pelosi is in charge of the security of the Capitol. That is not President Trump. That was not President Trump's responsibility. It is the Speaker of the House. And Trump reportedly offered ten or 20,000 troops. She turned those down. But then Christopher Ray, he was getting information into the FBI that said that there are people out here buzzing and they're going to do more than just stand there and Christopher Ray didn't even bother reading the memo and now supposedly that we're in this point of an insurrection and the director of the FBI doesn't bother reading a report and so obviously they're not feeling uh, too much is going on and then Speaker Pelosi could have called in more Capitol Police she could have asked for states to send in the National Guard she did that later she could have asked the Metropolitan Police of D.C. that's the Democrat Mayor of D.C. they could have easily provided more manpower. And then in an insurrection, you just don't have people doing selfies with the Capitol Police. So all of this raises questions about the intent and the integrity of the House of Representatives under Nancy Pelosi. But the fact that they're willing to try to keep this issue up in the air and alive and dividing Americans during this election year just tells us that they are really fearful of what's going to happen in November. and, And this is all they've got. Uh, of course, they tried to impeach Trump twice. They had that whole investigation. They had. Well, they the whole did Russia.
0: actually impeach him.
1: Yeah, they did impeach him. Yeah. I just wasn't convicted. Then you had the, the whole Russia hoax. Then Which had, has
0: been proven now to be a hoax.
1: Yeah, it was totally a hoax. So now this is just one more manipulation of the voting public. And I think the public understands it. they were trying to push this narrative in November. And even the Democrat voters rejected the notion that this was all about Trump. And so that's what's going on. They're trying to make sure that he never runs again because, frankly, they're frightened of him. They're frightened at the way he motivated people, that he could get tens of thousands of people to show up at his events. And Biden was drawing 15 and 20 and uh, a presidential contender drawing 15, 20, 30 people. It was an embarrassment to them. And Trump is drawing these huge energetic crowds. They're frightened of Trump. And so I don't know if Trump is gonna run or not. That's not my call to make as a state party chair. I can't take a side now, he's not a sitting president. And so it's gonna be a wide open primary and we as elected officers of the party are not allowed to take positions. So I don't know if he's gonna run and don't know if he'll succeed if he does. But the Democrats are scared of him, and that's the reason they've got to keep this January the 6th narrative going the way they are.
0: Just a comparison, Steve, to what happened at the Capitol. I mean, that, that's our sacred ground. That's our Capitol. That's where our laws are passed. But you compare the damage that was done just here in Albuquerque on Central Avenue was far greater than what happened at the Capitol.
1: Yeah, and if you look at Portland at the federal courthouse, Trump sent troops in there. And what did Nancy Pelosi say? She declared it to be stormtroopers. And so it's convenient when they want the destruction to occur and they want things to happen. And then they conveniently forget it later. But I would tell you that one of the Obama appointed judges, Beryl Howell, she has completely rebuffed the Biden administration and the prosecutors saying that they're schizophrenic. That they come in here stressing the dire consequences of this supposed insurrection, and then they're working out plea deals where people are getting 10 days of supervised probation, and she says... Hey get your act together. If this is a serious crime, like you're saying, then start prosecuting as a serious crime. Don't come in here with 10 and 12 day sentences if it was insurrection. And so she declares it to be schizophrenic, I think, and that's an Obama pointy. And so you have to understand that the justice system, we may not like it, may not always agree with it, but in, in this case, It's grinding its wheels slowly, and there's not a lot of fire there creating all the smoke that the Democrats are throwing up in Congress.
0: I am talking with Steve Pierce, the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, and we'll be back with more in just a moment on Inside New Mexico. Attention, New Mexico veterans.
1: If you were honorably discharged from the U.S. Armed Forces, you've earned state and federal benefits, and the New Mexico Department of Veteran Services is standing by to assist you. State benefits include a veteran's property tax exemption, education and training, and transportation services. We can also assist with claims for federal VA benefits. The State of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or
0: 1-866-433-8387. We are back on Inside New Mexico. I am talking with the chairman of our Republican Party, Steve Pierce. In the last segment, we talked about the public being misled about January 6th, 2021. Now I see there's a situation of Islamophobia that also may be misleading the public.
1: Yeah, so Robert Spencer writing in the Sons of Liberty media January the 1st is talking about another case, and he mentioned several cases, but this is the most recent one, a claim of Islamophobia that comes out of a Virginia school, Fairfax High School in Northern Virginia, and supposedly last week a young... Islamic student had on her hijab, and supposedly some people started drawing pictures that were derogatory to Islam and to her religion. Then when she and a couple of other people called him out, supposedly then went into this vicious verbal attack on him, and then one of the men, according to her, got very close, and then some sort of mayhem ensued, and supposedly he grabbed her and threw her across the room, jerking her hijab off and that Really, the the whole thing just blew out of control. That story circulated worldwide last week. 350 Fairfax High School students came out to protest the handling of it and the fact that that student was back in school that supposedly did all this. The Fairfax police really drilled down into it and they brought the whole story to a halt. That young girl now admits that the altercation was not nearly like she said. There were no racial comments made during during the altercation that the student who supposedly grabbed her hijab did not, that actually there was some sort of a hubbub and pushing going on. Maybe the indication was that she had started pushing him with her backpack and that her hijab came loose and showed a little portion of her hair. Uh, And so that was the extent of the sexual degradation. And and then under questioning to the police she admitted that the reports on social media were false so just another fake claim but these things are out there and the press gives 100 percent credibility to anybody who will try to point these things out from the left and then it's quietly revealed that no there's none of that that was true The article goes on and and mentions three or four of those other high-profile cases that were just equally fake. And then you've got Jesse Smollett. He got convicted of fabricating that hate crime. So anyway, we're seeing the results of legislation that is targeting people and folks are using it to target others. And so it's a shame what's going on, but at least the truth is now out on that.
0: But if you're the press, Steve... And the story is there was a Muslim woman walking down the street and she had a conversation with some non-Muslim people. Well, that's not very interesting. Nobody's going to want to buy the paper for that.
1: Yeah, so you've got to incite a little bit of interest. And so I think they're doing that. Again, talking about this whole misleading of the public, you have to look at the situation. And now, again, an article came up on January the 1st of this year. And it turns out that that whole situation with Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, you remember a year or two ago, she was going to be kidnapped and -hmm. and the FBI came in and swarmed in and stopped it just in time. But it turned out the whole thing was set up by the FBI. They had 10 or 12 people they had worked with previously as informants. They got those into a loose group and supposedly they were going to be radicals. But what was really going on is the FBI was trying to entice anyone else into joining that group. Now it turns out that two of the people that the FBI had enlisted to help go out and set this whole scheme up, they are charged with crimes now. One was a former FBI agent. He and his wife Defrauded some lady out of her SUV. And so here you have an FBI agent that is out uh, perpetrating this stuff on the public. They figure if they can do it professionally, that they might as well do it in their personal lives too. And so you're amazed when these schemes come to light. You know when it's going on. I could tell when this thing was happening with Gretchen Whitmer that it was all a fabrication. You start getting this sense that there's nothing feels right or correct about that. This is something that's just staging. And sure enough, that has turned out to be the case.
0: Have you noticed that since President Biden took office, we haven't seen any riots from BLM and Antifa? Funny, it just automatically stopped for some reason. Now, all their problems, I guess, that they were protesting about have gone away.
1: Yeah. All of the racial acts that were inciting such hatred have magically disappeared under the great leadership of Joe Biden. So again, you get tired of the manipulation of the public like we don't understand And you start questioning even the basis of your government when it will mislead people to that extent. You know, another thing that has come desperately clear right now is that the COVID record under Joe Biden is far worse than under President Trump. You recall Joe Biden saying that Trump should resign, that there are so many people who have died. 220,000 Americans dead.
0: If you hear nothing else I say tonight...
1: Hear this: Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially. Anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. In one year of his office, more people have died now under Biden than died under President Trump.
0: That's with a vaccine.
1: Yes, and that's Trump didn't
0: vaccine.
1: have a vaccine. So this record of care during the holidays spun completely out of control, a total disaster that resulted in crews not being able to come in and fly airplanes. So you had the whole cancel gate, the canceling of flights, uh, thousands of flights. And then it turns out that people can't get tested because Biden ignored the proposals to order more tests. He turned that down. And now then there aren't enough tests across the country to tell if people have got COVID or not. And so that's been a major problem.
0: And under his mandate, if you're not vaccinated, you must be tested every week if you work for a company that has 100 or more employees. Well, how are they going to test you if you can't get the tests?
1: I know. So even Fauci is now coming out and saying that Biden is far more worried about the special interest groups, that a Twitter feed can influence him more than the science can influence him. So Biden is really taking heat from even the professional Democrats who are there in DC have been trying to manage this COVID situation and their handling is so bad that they're being really torn up by their own side.
0: Steve Pierce and I will be back to talk about blue states shutting their schools down again in just a moment on Inside New Mexico.
1: National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit ESGR.mil employers to learn more.
0: Thanks for staying with us on Inside New Mexico. I am talking with Steve Pierce, the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico. So far, Steve, we are not one of the blue states that is shutting down, but a lot of them in this country are because of COVID.
1: Yeah, and you're seeing these mass record number of cases popping up. Well, obviously, the first thing that the teachers do is say, we are not going to be safe. And so now they are threatening to strike if the demands for virtual classrooms are not met. And so 2,100 schools nationwide have already shut down in-person learning. They have just capitulated to the unions. And so it's just a matter of time before that happens here in New Mexico. We will see that. Even though the Omicron variant is proving out to be not very dangerous, It's something like 60 or 70 people died last week from COVID. Meanwhile, when you put it in the context of 1,500, 1,600 people dying from heart disease, equal number, 1,500 dying every day from cancer, and nobody's saying a word. But you get 79 people dying from COVID, and the teachers are saying, we can't go to school, it's too dangerous, and we need to be uh, back at home again. Experts now have warned of the crushing harm of prolonged shutdowns, and so our kids are going to suffer again under Democrats. I will just tell you that everything they do to shut down our schools just tells us that uh, Republicans are going to do even better in 2022 uh, in the elections.
0: We can only speculate that the reason the governor has not shut down New Mexico is because she's got to run for office this year.
1: Yeah, she's running for office and our poll numbers are coming in pretty sloppy, really. Even in Albuquerque, she's having trouble where the parents are saying, wait, wait, you caused my kids to lose a year of school. Some parents had to send their kids out of state if they had uh, good athletes looking for scholarships. They weren't able to play here in the state, and so she reads the poll numbers and says, "I think I'll probably just let it go."
0: No That's more the same Yeah, no more yellow and red and turquoise. Uh, we're not doing that now for some reason. Yeah, yeah that
1: was just uh, that was all a uh, head fake anyway. And was, I don't I don't think anybody was ever measured by that, and it was not effective. Is just one more scramble trying to say that I really care, so I'm going to measure you red, yellow, green, or turquoise, or whatever the numbers were. It's a shame that our government has come to this, but it's where we are. And again, that's uh, elections have consequences. And so when this governor was elected, people knew very well that she didn't have a business background, that she didn't understand how the budget for the state was made. So she passed immediately that bill that was going to shut down the oil and gas industry in, I think, 10 years or something. She's got no idea how in the world they're going to put another 3 to $5 billion in the Treasury. So they just pass this stuff and blithely go on their way. And I just think New Mexico's got tough days ahead of it because elections do have consequences.
0: The uh, legislative session that's coming up here later this month, they're bragging about how much money we have to spend. Well where did that come from? The price of oil is over $70 a barrel again. And yet they won't admit that that's how we're getting the money, that we're paving our roads and paying for schools and all these things.
1: It's above 40%. It's approaching 45% moving towards 50%. That actually comes from one industry, oil and gas, and they have voted to shut that down. That's one reason Hispanic voters are moving heavily toward Republicans Because they, number one, are afraid of socialism, afraid of communism. Many of their families have seen it up close in Cuba and Venezuela. They don't want any part of that. But also, they keep hearing the Democrats talking about taking away their jobs. An oil field worker here in Hobbs, just your everyday worker, not a manager, nothing else. Your everyday worker's probably making very close to 100,000. If They're working overtime, they're probably making over 100,000, probably in the $120,000 range. And they look and have Democrats in the state legislature talking about shutting that down and the governor says, shut it down. And that's the second main reason that the Hispanic voters nationwide are swinging heavily towards Republican. And that swing is gonna continue because they're also frightened at the Democrat position of defunding the police and the crime that's resulting as a reflection of that defunding the police, turning loose the criminals, not prosecuting all of the grab and run things that were happening during Christmas. So a lot of reasons that minority voters are moving heavily towards the Republican side, but that's going to continue because the Democrats appear to be tone deaf. They appear not to be hearing any of the shouts from people saying, stop, you're hurting me. The inflation is hurting people, and they're still wanting to pass that bill, putting tremendous pressure on Joe Manchin to go ahead and vote to pass the bill. He'll be the final vote that's needed. So a lot of things that are playing out are going to move the elections towards republicans in 2022
0: i saw a commercial for natural gas that said it was clean so why are we getting rid of natural gas
1: Yeah, because it's a carbon fuel. They want nothing associated with that. The truth is that the socialist Democrat, the progressive Democrat, believes that we have too much in this country and they want to ship those dirty jobs overseas, coal, oil and gas. It doesn't matter if gas is a clean burning energy, and it is very clean. Nuclear is the cleanest of all energies, and yet they're shutting down nuclear plants because they feel like that we've solved too many of the economic problems here and we're too wealthy as a nation and too wealthy as individuals. And if we would share that wealth with the rest of the world in the form of shutting down our energy to where we're less competitive, they believe that would be a good step. And that's what it comes down to. How can they shut down the American economy because the rest of the world can't keep up with us? And that's the attempt of the progressive left, the Democrats in Washington, the Democrats in Santa Fe, because they all have a playbook. None of them know what it means. They don't understand when they kill the oil and gas industry what the effect is going to be. They're just following a playbook
0: do the russians and the middle east have the same methane rule that we have here in new mexico for drilling Mm oil
1: i've been to russia they are putting raw oil on the ground in fact the russians are so inept that there was this one lake of oil about a million barrels just sitting out on the surface and it was a pipeline that had been leaking for decades and nobody would go out and fix the pipeline Here in New Mexico, I guarantee you, we'd be stealing that oil with five-gallon buckets. It'd be gone by daylight. And so you have to admire the American ingenuity that if a problem like that's allowed to persist, it's not going to persist long so that's the problem with the state owning everything is that the state doesn't care if that thing is leaking they just say it's not my job to go fix it and so a million barrels accumulates out there the environmental devastation is terrific china for a while was building a new coal-fired power plant every 24 hours and they didn't care because they understood that energy is the source of all economies. We've got a thought process going among the Democrats in this nation that has no contact with reality, doesn't understand where things come from and how they get made, doesn't understand economic truths, doesn't understand the creation of jobs. And so we're going to suffer greatly when they're in charge.
0: Yeah, if you take the personalities out of it, I know a lot of people didn't like Donald Trump because he's very outspoken, but take that part out and just look at the pure numbers. Look at the economy under Trump versus now. Look at inflation under Trump versus now. Look at the price of gasoline at the pump under Trump versus now. Have you noticed your heating bill? Look at the price of natural gas under Trump versus now. Even jobs and how Russia and China are acting now versus under Trump. Again, take the personalities out of it. Just go by what you see in the world, and there's a big difference. And I know there's lots of folks listening to us on the radio right now that are saying, well, that may be true, but what can I do about it? Well, what you can do is get involved with the Republican Party of New Mexico. How much is up to you? Check out the website at newmexico.gop. The party has a Facebook page and a Twitter account. The handle is at New Mexico GOP. If you would like to talk to someone in person, call party headquarters in Albuquerque at 505-298-3662. That's 505-298-3662. For Steve Pierce, I'm Derek Underhill. We look forward to meeting with you again next week, right here on Inside New Mexico.